girls, children of the internet. It is Franchise Buys Games. It's 14th of March, Wednesday, the 14th of March. Old Franchise, bringing that hotness. The influenza dropping that hotness on you. You know how this goes. Franchise has been buying games. He wants to talk to you about them. And I also have some choice cuts that I want to crow by in wherever I can. Do not expect any sort of structure at all at this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. If you're a returning beautiful bastard, where have you been all my life? Hmm? Hmm. Well, technically, when I say I've been buying games, I don't know if I can pull this one off as I've been buying games, because essentially I bought the game a while back. The game I'm talking about is Rainbow Six Siege. Now, this has been out a while. I'd... Rainbow Six Siege, for me, is probably the first game I've seen that has had genuine legs. Legs for days. Rainbow Six Siege dropped. I got on board when it dropped. Because, uh, obviously, franchise buys games. Played the shit out of it on PS4. Um, really enjoyed it. But as is the way. As is such is life as a 33-year-old small boy gamer with limited free time and so many games to buy. It ended up just going by the wayside. It just got skited to one side when something else came along. And I can't rightly tell you what that was. Because I don't remember the release window in which Siege originally came out in. But Siege has just had these unbelievable legs. Ubisoft or Ubisoft. Ubisoft? Ubisoft? I mean, I'm from England. I'm good. You might have got that from the accent. If you didn't, English. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to call it Ubisoft. We've actually got Ubisoft offices very close to where I live. And I don't know what they do there. Maybe I'm going to look into that. Hmm. Ideas. Anyway, Ubisoft, they uh, dropped Rainbow Six Siege. And the legs that game has had has been nothing short of astronomical. Um, Probably the first game I'm aware of that's managed to do seasons so well on a console in fact I don't rightly I mean I could be wrong if I am wrong do tell us at the franchise on Twitter Um, I don't think any game did seasons before Rainbow Six Siege on a console again I could be wrong my mind could be failing me in my old age but it's on to like season 3 now they're just bringing new content new Operatives who work for Rainbow Six, uh, bringing new stages and whatnot. And then recently, the limited time event that is the thing I'm essentially the the, the entire fucking backbone of this show is uh, Operation Chimera, the new limited time event from Rainbow Six Siege, where they've essentially dropped a zombies mode. I say zombies; they're like infected people. Uh, and sort of beasts and by golly I have enjoyed that game I double bought double buy I double bought Rainbow Six Siege uh, I've got it on the Xbox One X as well for them enhancements because rude not do when you've got an X why would you not played more of the standard Siege I got uh, it was a hell of a bargain really. it was about 20 quid 20 pounds 20 English pounds for, that's for our that's for our listeners who's uh, our cousins across the pond or them there on the continent or maybe I'm big in Japan who knows big in Japan tonight anyway Operation Chimera 
dropped in, playing it. It's a co-op, um, co-op mode, uh, and it's essentially. See, now this is where I'm going to do something that later in in life they'll look back on this moment and they'll call this the first slice of genius that came out of all franchise. I'm going to essentially meld Operation Chimera Gaiman with some hotness with one of them choice cuts. Because what I'm about to tell you is I haven't played a game which encapsulated Left 4 Dead quite as well as... Operation Chimera has for me which segues straight into the fact the hotness Valve Valve you know Valve Gabe Newell the the company behind Steam Dota 2 that uh, that MOBA that kills it on PC they, uh, they've announced that they're going to get back into game development and that excites me my friends Valve getting back into game development Granted, the first game that they bring in is a, like a fucking like a card game. It's like a like a Hearthstone type deal based in the Dota universe. Uh, for the life of us, cannot remember what that bastard's called. I think it begins with an A. But again, I could be wrong. But the first game they bring in is like a card game based on Dota. So it's very much what it, what Hearthstone is to fucking was it WoW? Is Hearthstone WoW? World of Warcraft, I can't remember, I think it is I'm, I, I bought Hearthstone obviously I did, on the old iPad played Hearthstone for a while actually I enjoyed that game, I'm not a big I'm not normally a big card game fan unless it's one uh, <coughs> I did dabble in a bit of magic, Magic the Gathering I dabbled, not not any great length, uh, two Yu-Gi-Oh, again not really a card game so much as it was that I watched the cartoon religiously Bought a couple of packs of Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, uh, and then spent <clears throat> the many years after that wondering how it would bring that to consoles. And only now do I realise that we could do that with the Switch. New Leaf was it? Animal Crossing. They had some uh, uh, like cards, Animal Crossing cards that you touch to the Switch to bring shit like an amiibo, but in card form. Why the fuck are we not done Yu-Gi-Oh yet? Nintendo. Hmm? And then I did have this conversation today, actually, that the reason they probably haven't done it is that it was about 12 quid for a pack of three fucking Animal Crossing cards. And there's an endless amount of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So that shit would get expensive to produce. Uh, and I don't know how many people would get on board with buying it. But mass production these days, and technology fucking advancing as quick as it is, you tell me why Nintendo haven't bought that Yu-Gi-Oh license and they're not building that fucking Yu-Gi-Oh actually buy the cards and then play online using the cards, tapping them to your Switch or your 3DS, make a crossplay, you know what I mean? Make that some bitch crossplay. Or just stop pandering to 3DS. Despite your incredible install base. Let's just focus on the Switch here. But anyway, let's try and get this back on track. What was I talking about before Yu-Gi-Oh got brought up? Before you brought Yu-Gi-Oh up into my life. Card games, I Valve. So the first one's going to be a card game. <clears throat> Not really that interested. But, but, Valve getting back into the, the whole game dev world. They're going to start shipping games again. That opens the whole fucking... That just the changes the playing field. Because now we've got to talk about Team Fortress. Now we have to talk about Portal. Now we've got to talk about... Left for Dead, the aforementioned Left for Dead. Who doesn't want a Left for Dead three? 
Left Headed One and Two are fucking brilliant. And, and, the cherry on that cake, I dare not even say its name. It's because it's nothing more than myth and legend and hasn't been anything more than myth and legend for the past 15 years. I'm just going to whisper it in your ear. Come close while I whisper in your ear. Half-Life 3. You know I'm talking about that Half-Life 3. Portal. Kraken game. Left 4 Dead. Unbelievable co-op game. Team Fortress. Fun. Just good old-fashioned fun. And then Half-Life 3. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to say that? But are we... What's the chances of that being any good? Seriously, what are the chances of a Half-Life 3 game being any good? The amount of hype that that, that the whole community's generated for Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3 can't fulfil the hype that people have already given it. And it's not even a thing. You'd need... You'd need that, like, naughty dog level of storytelling. And I mean, Valve have probably got it. Because they did Half-Life 1 and 2. And they're probably rusty by now. That's all I'm saying. The people who worked on the original Half-Life and Half-Life 2, if they are still at Valve, if they haven't been creating, if they haven't, if they haven't been keeping them tools sharp, then I don't know. I don't know where Half-Life 3 realistically goes. Maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate. Maybe Half-Life 3 be fucking unreal. But times have changed a lot. Like storytelling's changed a lot. Half-Life 3 was the pinnacle of first-person shooter storytelling in my eyes. And we've come a long way since then. Bioshock. Bioshock, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Uh, Fear. I thought Fear told a good story. What else first person? Like, Deus Ex. Deus Ex, very good story. You know what I mean? So the the level of competition's high. So Half-Life 3. Anyway, I'm just spitballing. I'm, I'm just feeding that hype machine. So anyway, back to that Operation Chimera. If you haven't already got it, or if you haven't got Rainbow Six Siege, you're missing out. Like, if co-ops are your thing, I like it a bit competitive now and again. If I'm going to be competitive in a first-person shooter, I'm dabbling. I'm dabbling in Battlefield 1. That's that's me go-to. Used to be Call of Duty. Not anymore. Battlefield 1, that's where I go for for me competitive first-person shooterings. That's where I'm going. But co-op is a, is a whole new beast. I love a bit of co-op, like uh, Vermintide, Warhammer Vermintide, sleeper hit for me, that did not see that game coming, nor did I see it being as much of a co-op gem as it was, and that's cheap as fuck, I think they gave it away on Games with Gold, Another that, that's a cracking little uh, co-op shooter that, uh, and a bonus if you like the world it's set in, if you like that universe, that Warcraft universe, but uh, I really got my, uh, got my juices flowing, that did, but... Here's the thing about limited time events. Limited time events seem to be a big thing now. Now I know in shared, like in a, a shared world, a game as a service world, your destinies, your monster hunters, things like that. You can drop a limited time event in a shared world that a lot of people can experience, and then like that. That's it. But it's not a very big thing. It's one event that's potentially like a boss, and then you just reskin that boss, and that limited time event happens time and time again if you're a game like there's two that spring to mind here one obviously Rainbow Six Siege they must have done fucking stinking amounts of money by now on Siege which has obviously afforded them the ability to build Chimera uh, and again you'll probably say well, they're taking an already existing asset and they're just repurposing it 
the reskinning it and the repurposing it, there's not that much work goes into it when you've already got like a beautiful engine anyway. But this isn't reskinning, they've built whole new fucking levels for this shit. And it's not short by any stretch. And there's several different things to do in Chimera. There's like escort the fucking scientist, there's uh, fucking purge to patient zero's house. There's different things to do within it. But why? Why is this limited time? What's this thing with games doing limited time events now? Are we just sailing that off? Are we letting Chimera happen until uh, mid-April, I think it is? And then we're just going to say that's it gone forever? Because that seems like a lot of work to put into something that is very enjoyable that you're then just going to say that's no longer available. And I don't understand that. Because because the other limited time event that springs to mind that I'd like to quickly get touch on was the Predator in Ghost Rake on Wildlands and I missed that limited time event and I'm upset about that. I am physicked. I have... I've, I've caused myself a nuisance. That's how upset I am that I missed that event because that event seemed cool as fuck. The Predator... Yeah, I mean, you're already in the Bolivian fucking jungle anyway. What... What better fucking franchise to sort of lube up and slide into Ghost Rake on Wildlands than 90s seminal fucking horror slash action film Predator? And I missed that limited time event, now that's gone. That's gone. Apparently never to be seen again. Now what? Like, why? Yes, I get it, you're drumming up that get on board, it's like, it's an injection back into the game, it's injecting a fuck ton of people back into your game but like, those who miss it, I feel it's it's un- is it unfair? Because I mean it was everywhere, I had every chance to play it and I didn't, so yes, it's my fault essentially what we're saying here is, it's all my fault, I'm the one to blame for this but I thought, well I'm not missing another one, there's no way I'm missing Chimera and uh, so I've been playing that, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it Bit tough, like bit tough, but I think that's what you need—a bit of toughness, a bit of that, uh, a bit of that hotness. Something else I've been playing, and again, you're going to be like, "How's he? How is he doing this? How is how is one man even managing this?" I've been playing. Uh, what I'm going to do is talk about a game, and I'm just going to segue straight into news about that game, just in case you hadn't figured that out. I've been back on that Fortnite. Now, I enjoy Fortnite a lot. I got on board with Fortnite. Before Battle Royale was a thing, I got on board with Fortnite because in 2015 or something when I saw Fortnite being announced for the first time with the little gremlins and people building forts and that, I thought, ah, looks interesting. And I waited three years for that fucker. Three years. Got it. And can I just say I really enjoy the Save the World mode, the PvE, player versus environment. Again, another co-op game. Uh, really enjoy it. Really enjoyed it. Then obviously PUBG caught fire. PUBG went fucking nuclear and then Epic jumped on board and thought well we've got the assets why don't we do a battle royale mode and then that whole mess happened with PUBG and Epic having a a rather public little spat but uh, Fortnite I'm just going to go out here now and say that I believe Fortnite to be the better game of the two and (laughs) it's going to sound sacrilegious right and I am not taking anything away from PUBG We'll get into this little debacle a little bit more after I fucking thumb some news in. 
Fortnite that I've been playing, that I've been jumping back into that Fortnite, solos, solos by the way, fuck play, play versus environment, I'm done with that, I've done saving that world, I'm all about that battle royale. Fortnite uh, is coming to iOS. Oh shit son, he dropped the hotness. Fortnite coming to iOS. Cross platform. So you've got PC, PS4, confirmed now Xbox as well, and iOS, cross platform, same game across every platform, people fighting each other, one, bravo, epic for pulling that together, two, anybody playing on an iOS device, (laughs) good luck not getting dicked, good luck with that touchscreen controls against somebody who's one, got a fucking Xbox pad in his hand, the quintessential controller by the way, or two, keyboard and mouse, that's even worse, touchscreen against somebody with a mouse, you are getting dicked my friends, now unless they're going to do something whereby they can sort of herd all iOS users into a server and everyone just plays each other and then they dip in if they need to fill a room, you know what I mean, it's not going to be an equal blend of Xbox PS4, PC and iOS users in a server, we're not going to, I mean let's just let's round it off, it's not going to be 25 a piece, I think it's going to be, if you're playing on Xbox yes it's cross play but you're going to have majority people Xbox with maybe a few PS4, maybe a couple of iOS, couple of PC and the same can be said for every other group so PC player with a bulk of PC players padded out with a few console and iOS players, that type deal that's what I suspect anyway but just to get back into that Fortnite v PUBG mess. It seems PUBG started the fire. Uh, and in Norway was PUBG the first Battle Royale mode? Not at all. PUBG was the first... <clears throat> how, how, how do you describe it? PUBG was the first fucking br- like runaway hit Battle Royale mode. Um, and again, I'm not shitting on PUBG. I fucking love PUBG. The two, people often have the, the debate... Uh, it was only a few a few days back I was at an event where somebody instigated me, instigated that debate with me of what's better, PUBG or Battle Royale. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. Sit yourself down a second, sunshine. I'm, I'm about to teach you. I'm about to preach. Old, old influencers about to preach. The two are very different games. They are similar in that they're both Battle Royale mode, but they're, just, they're two different beasts altogether. Fortnite's got that cartoony pick up and play not a lot of anxiety attached to it ridiculous weapons PUBG's got that riddled with angst and anxiety and I'm sweating bullets when I get in the top 10 I'm just profusely sweating hiding behind trees panicking audibly crying because it's got us like I cannot handle the anxiety that PUBG brings because it's it's got that hyper-realism element to it. I played on the Xbox One X, so yes, it's not perfect, but it is in game preview program. I wasn't expecting perfection. I was expecting a heavily bugged game, which is why I paid less for it. I hope people are listening, by the way. I hope people who had this argument, oh, the Xbox One version's shit. It's not shit. It's not finished yet. But they told you that when you bought it. So everybody settled down and just Let's deal in facts, shall we, people? Let's peddle fact. Uh, consider me a dealer of fact, a peddler of truths at this point. PUBG, fucking brilliant game. 
However, I can't deal with that level of anxiety. And yes, I'm not going to lie. It is buggy. I do enjoy playing it, but there's sometimes when I think I can't be I can't be bothered with the bugs. I can't be bothered with that bugginess. And to be fair, to be, not even that buggy on the X. Yes, I get bugs. Yes, every now and again I crash out. Or even worse than that, you're in a squad and there's four years in a car and the driver crashes out and then the car's just driving at full speed into potentially fucking doom. And you think, oh well, if I jump out, I'm dead. If I stay in, I'm dead. You know what I mean? So there is problems there. But uh, Fortnite seems to have came in after PUBG with what they're calling a, a blatant carbon copy of, which I can't argue with, but strikingly similar on the surface. Fortnite jumped in on Xbox before PUBG got there, trying to, you know, satiate the hunger for PUBG. But while they were there, they were constantly improving to the point where people were like, hang on a minute, actually I really fucking like this game. I might I might just miss PUBG until it gets full release. Because Fortnite's... Fortnite's proven that it isn't just another clone. Fortnite, Fortnite's quickly becoming the runaway success of the two. PUBG announces that it's going to go mobile and it drops a fucking beta in China or something. Like China have got the PUBG iOS game now. Fucking Fortnite, nah, fuck China. Let's let's go Western world here. Let's release this in the Western world. Again, PUBG Corporation is. Uh, an eastern company, epic a western company, so you can see why they've targeted their own markets. But it's in, it's just interesting to me. I think I think Fortnite's became what PUBG was. PUBG caught fire. Fortnite slowly smouldered, and then a small flame, and then it started to engulf all around it. Not the fucking napalm that PUBG was. Just that's just fucking interesting to me. Interesting, interesting indeed. So yes, I've been back on that Fortnite. Um, jumped back on last night. Got that. Uh, what a what a first game back, by the way. Drops in alone. Always a good start because you know you're going to miss that first cull of twenty people if you drop in alone. Found a bush. Oh yeah, legendary bush. Put that on. Found a fucking legendary snipe straight away. Yes, sir. Uh, came second. Uh, I only came second because I fell off my own bridge. And uh, then when I was trying to climb back up, I mean, it's hard not to see a moving bush, really. There's nothing more inconspicuous than a bush with legs in my books. You know what I mean? How he saw us, I'll never know. For all I know, like, that's how bushes look in the wind. Like, they've got a man inside them who's running. But anyway, that's what I've been playing. That's what I've been buying. I mean, I haven't bought them recently, but again, it's... We're in a quiet period. We're coming up to that busy period, but we'll we'll maybe touch on that later, depending on the time this episode goes. Because I've got some hotness. I've got some choice cuts. What can I interest you in today, sir? Would you like some choice cuts? First one fire. Splinter Cell 2018 listing has been spotted. Woo wee! Splinter Cell. I enjoyed them Splinter Cell games. Yes, sir. And it's been a while since we've had one. The last one we had. Uh to my knowledge. And I do have Splinter Cell knowledge. <laughs> Just you wait. Last one we had, Xbox 360, uh, Blacklist, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Uh, brilliant game, by the way. Fucking loved the game, loved the direction, loved the art style of that game. Like when you were popping into missions and then, like, it had that, like, the name of the city you were in would just be, like, there, like, in the sky. And you'd 
yeah, I just I loved that fucking the whole direction of that game was brilliant. Gameplay mechanics were brilliant. Really solid story. Just loved that game. The only thing I didn't like about that game is that fucking good old Michael Ironside, the voice of Sam Fisher, fucking Rod checks Roughnecks himself. He uh, that's a Starship Troopers reference. If anybody missed it, don't know if. Uh, I mean, that's probably I probably ruined it by saying it was a reference. I probably should have just left that unsaid. Probably would have been better. You know, like when you tell a joke and you explain the joke. Uh, nah. Anyway, I can only hope Michael Ironside comes back. And I'm not saying that Eric Johnson did a bad job of playing Sam Fisher. I'm not saying that at all. I enjoyed it. Brilliant game. But I would like to see Michael Ironside come back. Now, the reason Michael Ironside didn't do Blacklist is because he couldn't do the mocap. And I don't know if that's a, a like a schedule, a, a, a conflict in the schedule that he couldn't do the mocap, or that he's just getting old. And he can't do mocap anymore. I don't know. But even if he couldn't do mocap, let Mike Lionside do the voice for fuck's sake. He is Sam Fisher. It's like when fucking Kiefer Sutherland started voicing fucking Snake. It just, yes, it worked. But still, like, that's not my snake. Wait a minute. That's not my snake. <laughs> that's a penis joke. I've done it again. I've done it again. Um, yeah, I... So Splinter Cell 2018 list and spotted if 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 a Splinter Cell game is coming in 2018, that excites me. Coming off the back of how good Blacklist was, that does excite me. I like Splinter Cell a lot. Um, more another choice cut for you there. Final Fantasy VII remake hiring new devs. <laughs> That's bizarre. That's bizarre. So Final Fantasy VII remake gets announced. Then we find out it's going to be episodic. Then we see trailers. Then we see gameplay footage. And now the hiring devs? That can't be a good sign. That to me sounds like we're starting this from scratch. That's what that sounds like to me. Final Fantasy VII is in my top games of all time list. I don't know what position it falls in now. It was number one for a lot of years. But I don't know where it is now. A lot's happened. You know what I mean? There's a lot happened in the past decade. More. Fucking 20. Last 20 years. God, that's depressing. 20 years. Fucking hell. There are thereabouts. Before anybody tries to jump down my throat on that one. If that's true, and they're hiring new devs, and this is going to be started again for like quality, they weren't happy with what they had, then I'm a, I'm a happy man, because I want to see Final Fantasy VII in the best light possible. However, if that is true, then I'm waiting at least another year at best probably more likely to before I see any Final Fantasy 7 remake and that upsets us a little bit if I'm honest yes I'm getting the best possible Final Fantasy 7 remake no I don't want to wait two years for it I want that shit now I want episode one on my PlayStation now but anyway moving on next little bit of choice cut fire blue point who worked on the Shadow of the Colossus remake, who killed the Shadow of the Colossus remake, can I just say? Not killed it in a bad way either. Like, oh, like you know, like when somebody does like a really good rap, and then they're like, oh, you killed it, bruh. Like, possibly like that. That, they killed it in the best way. Um, fucking amazing remake of Shadow of the Colossus. They are working on another remake. Hold on to your pants. Rumoured to be Demon Souls. Demon Souls, the first game in the Souls series, came before Dark Souls, the the precursor. Before there was a Dark Souls, there was a Demon Souls. I've got Demon Souls 
sitting there on my pile of PS3 games. PS3's long since been boxed away, but like the PS3 games are still there and Demon's Souls is in it. And I remember playing Demon's Souls, thinking I fucking love this game. I wish it wasn't this hard though, because I'm terrible at it. But uh, then that became the norm from From Software. That that became their trademark of sorts, brutality and difficulty. But if that's true, if that's true, then I will be a happy man. I will be a happy man. I, I'd like to see Demon Souls get another crack at it. I think a lot of people forgot or didn't get to try Demon Souls. Um, and I, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased at that rumour. However, it begs a question for me. Would From Software want Demon Souls, which I can only assume is going to drop in the next year if they've already started working on it? I mean, look how quick they turn around Shadow of the Colossus, right? Bear that in mind. If they can turn around a Demon Souls remake, if they're already working on it now and they've gone to the year at it, to me, does that then drop around the same time as From Software's Bloodborne 2? That's a conflict. That's a conflict for me. Because I think... I think if you're going to launch a brand new game... Do you want to launch a remaster of your first ever game? I know you're not doing it. From Software will reap the benefits financially, I bet. But like, would you want to launch your first game remade... And your most recent game in the same window? I don't know. That just... I just... It's left as menaced... The thought of us, the thought of it's left me menaced. But either way, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'll buy them both. I just, I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Demon Souls get the appreciation it deserves. If nothing else, other than legacy, there wouldn't be a Dark Souls. There wouldn't be a Bloodborne without Demon Souls. And like I said, that is only a rumor. So I could be entirely fucking wrong, and there could be remastering fucking Gex, for all I know. Could be remastering Fero and Claude. PS1 classic Fero and Claude, you know what I mean? But uh, I've got one more bit of fucking choice cut for you. I've got one more cut that is choice. And it's it's with a heavy heart that I confirm. I mean, I'm not confirming it. I am. But it's not like an exclusive or anything. But Days Gone. Days Gone is gone. Days Gone delayed until 2019. That is, that is some sad, sad news. I've been looking forward to that game for a long ass time. I find that bizarre as well. I find that really bizarre. You show us a lot of gameplay. You show us a lot of the mechanics. Um, then, then you delay it till 2019. Question everything. That's a little uh, a little moniker that I've brought over from comedy podcast, the Happy Accident podcast, uh, which if you haven't already tried, you should definitely try. I'm in it. So obviously I'm going to tell you it's the best podcast in the world, uh, done by two people. This is obviously... The best podcast done by a solo person. The best podcast done by two people is the Happy Accident podcast. And that's not just because I'm in it. It's hilarity abound. But, question everything. Has Days Gone been delayed to 2019? Okay. Or, was Days Gone never intended to come out in 2018 anyway? And they jumped the gun with the press footage, with the gameplay and that? Because... There's, there's whispers about the internet that it was never supposed to come out until 2019 anyway. And I don't know if it's community hype and the fact that the game looks to be so far on in development that they're showing us all this stuff with the freakers and fucking bears and, like, fucking zombie bears and that. I don't know if they jumped the gun showing us that. But 
was the too much question at the time of well, where's where's Sony Ben's game? Where's Dead Don't Ride? Because that's been getting worked on for that long. Has this been cancelled? Did it start to get a swell of negativity about it? And they thought, shit, people think we're going down the pan here. People think this game's happening, but it definitely is. Show them something. And I don't know if they jumped the gun too early, maybe. I don't know. The other side of that is, did they look at their exclusives lineup this year and just think, fucking hell, we should pro. Hang on, that's an alarm on my phone. <laughs> yeah, ruining the podcast there. Uh, bins, if you're interested. An alarm to put me bins out, because uh, I always forget. As a 33-year-old small boy, I forget to put the bins out. Without that alarm... I'd be living in a fucking garbage tip. I'd be like the woman off Labyrinth. You know the woman off Labyrinth at the end? Where she's got like the chair and that on her back. And she just lives in the tip. That's where I'd live. There'd be me. And then there'd be a load of like... Just people just foraging for recyclables to sell. And then a young Jennifer Connolly. That's how that would work out. But anyway. Days gone. Did Sony look at the lineup of exclusives they've already got this year? By which I'm talking about Detroit, the Spider-Man, God of War. There's three big exclusives. And then you've got Rumoured, which these is not coming in 2018, by the way. But I'm going to put them in the list anyway. The Last of Us 2, that's not coming this year. Death Stranding, it's not coming this year. But, like, they've they've got a fucking... They've got a plate full of exclusives... Did they think maybe let's push this to 2019? Let's give us something in 2019. Let's give us a nice little, uh, a nice little exclusive in 2019. But then again, question everything: Is putting out The Last of Us Two and uh, Days Gone in the same year a good idea? When thematically they seem very similar. Hmm. You know fine well The Last of Us 2 is going to do the numbers. If you had to bank on one of the two of them, The Last of Us 2 is doing the numbers there. Is that launching Days Gone in the same year as that? Is that detrimental to Days Gone? You know what I mean? Bizarre. Bizarre. Anyway, boys and girls, that's been about it. That's been about it for this episode of Franchise Buys Games. On a, on a murky Wednesday the 14th of March, full of co-op games limited time events and the hotness if you'll be so kind boys and girls if you've enjoyed what's happened here today just drop us a little cheeky subscription there on your podcast app on that apple podcasts app uh while you're there subscribing i'd very much appreciate if you would uh, share your thoughts on this podcast via the medium of a review five stars is preferable we'll accept four anything less than that I mean, let's face it, if you've got this far in the podcast, (laughs) if you're here at episode 5, and you've got this far at episode 5, yeah, now this is a 5-star podcast. You do. You know it is. Go on. Leave us a 5-star. Tell us on Twitter, and I will literally, metaphorically, massage your male or female genitalia. (laughs) Mebbies. I don't know. I might just thank you. But, boys and girls... I am on social media at the franchise P H R A N C H I Z E, not like, not like Shane Douglas. I mean, I did change it up a bit. Uh, I am on Twitter. I do have a Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Twitch, Mixer. Just search for that name, and that is there. There's me. There you will find me. 
Split a piece of wood, there I will be. Just that little cheeky little podcast mic logo. Boys and girls, we have got a busy period coming up. In the next couple of weeks, we have Burnout Paradise this Friday, the remaster. Yes, getting it, looking forward to it. And then, obviously, Sea of Thieves is but is but a week away at this point, really. If you boil a piss off it, we've got about a week until Sea of Thieves. No, I didn't get involved in the beta, because I don't want an unfinished version of this game. This isn't a PUBG to me. I want... I want to get in there. I want to get in there in a in a fucking in a densely populated world. I don't want to get in on a beta where it's potentially not very populated, and I spend a great deal of time on the good ship franchise sailing about, not bumping into anybody, not shooting cannonballs at anybody. I want to get in that fucking. I want to get in that world that feels alive, and then figure that shit out as I go. So that's why I didn't get involved in the Sea of Thieves beta. But until next time, boys and girls. Do remember to check out the Happy Accident podcast. I promise you'll enjoy it. Uh, Disclaimer, that's not a real promise. I have my fingers crossed. Laters.